I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Brad Yassar, Chief Executive Officer and Founder, Equify. Equify is in the DeFi space. Let's talk about this. What does DeFi offer us and what is your alternative to traditional financial products for institutions and high net worth individuals? DeFi is basically decentralized finance. And what it offers us is the ability to take existing financial tools that are very costly to produce and maintain and offer to clients and simplify the process by putting as much of the internal processes of creating those financial tools in a programmatic way. So instead of having dozens, if not hundreds of people in between the client and the provider of those products, it simplifies and compresses that and creates this unique structure where you can even do peer-to-peer lending or you can do peer-to-peer interest rate swaps. I mean, those of us who are in the banking or finance world know what an interest rate swap is. Most people don't. Just because it's such a complex and, and costly financial product to offer people, retail investors or retail users of banks don't even get a mention of it. Whereas with DeFi, using programming and using a trustless model, we're able to offer that to everyday users without requiring hundreds of millions of assets to be present. Is that necessarily a wise thing to do, though, if people don't actually understand the asset that you're asking them to invest in? Well, we're not asking for anyone to invest in anything. And I'm a firm believer in education in any asset class, not just alternative digital assets, but even established old school assets. I mean, if you're not following the crude oil industry and the asset class for decades, investing in crude oil can be a very risky investment. Same thing with gold, same thing with silver. If you buy in at the wrong time and get scared, not understand the cycles, not understand the market and get out at the wrong time, you can lose money on gold. Of course, if you buy it for a long-term investment and hold it long enough, it's a sound investment. It preserves value well. It's the same thing with digital assets. We're not asking anyone to use anything that they don't understand or that's too complex. On the contrary, what we're trying to establish with Equify is a licensed regulated environment where people can get exposure to certain DeFi products, certain yield products that is in a way safe because we're education first and then we bring our own expertise and experience to help them select the right product for them and the right option because there's so much in DeFi. I mean, anything from incredible value propositions in products that have never been in the market before all the way to really worthless propositions that no one should get in. And how do you differentiate between those myriad of options is all about education, research, and doing your homework. And we want to do at least some of that homework for our ecosystem, our stakeholders, so that they're at least confident that they're not walking into a scam project or getting unnecessary risk exposure just because they're trying to expand their portfolio or get exposure to this new industry. DeFi investment is much broader by your definition than a lot of people would think it is. 
But what's the relationship between cryptocurrency and DeFi? One of the foundations of decentralized finance is cryptocurrency. Because if you were to try to implement a decentralized financial model onto the existing centralized financial systems, it's not going to be compatible. You can't take a central bank model and the regulatory environment that has created that central bank model and say, now you have a decentralized product. Let's say it's a lending product. You cannot decentralize lending in a centralized market because someone has to initiate it and supervise it and offer it and monitor it and make sure the borrowers are complying and the uh, lenders are being paid on time and things like that. When you take that into the cryptocurrency realm where most blockchains, most crypto assets are trustless, they're already decentralized. I don't need a central authority to use Bitcoin or Ethereum to send you any amount of value. If we decide that I need to send you a million euros, I can send you a million euros in about 10 minutes of block confirmation time. And we don't need to trust each other. Just if that's the transfer that needs to happen, we can make that happen without any government involvement, any bank, any intermediary. You take that and now you have the ability to create a decentralized financial product using those assets, using stable coins, using Bitcoin, using Ethereum. These assets have billions of dollars of market cap. So in the past three, four years, they have established themselves as a reliable platform for these activities. You take that environment and add decentralized products on top of it. Now you don't have the incompatibility that you had with a central system and central regulatory framework that wouldn't allow for these things to proliferate and, and, and even exist because it's just not doable. Cryptocurrency, though, has been very volatile. All of them have been very volatile in price, but they've still made significant gains. What kind of effect does that volatility and those gains have on the development of DeFi investment? That's an interesting point. I think if we talked about stable coins or crypto assets that are pegged to a certain fixed value, that would simplify the answer as much as I can. Volatility does exist. Are there assets that are not volatile in the crypto sphere? Yes. Those are called stable coins and they're usually pegged to a fiat currency. So if we take Tether, which was the original and probably the largest market cap stable coin right now, one Tether is always $1. Now we can go into the issues that Tether has or had or issues with its founders. That's a separate conversation. As far as the mechanics, the technology, Tether is always $1. So if you take that, you don't really need to get exposed to volatile assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, you name it, in the crypto space just to get exposure to DeFi. You can do it in a non-volatile way. Now, what role does volatility play since you asked it? It's an opportunity to do a lot of things. One is, of course, speculation. 
So when there are volatile markets, whether it's the pink sheets or cryptocurrencies or any market that has violent movements, there are opportunities to buy and sell and hopefully make profits as a, as a re- result of that activity. So the way we look at DeFi is we create risk categories. Let's say I don't like risk. I just want to earn a steady interest and I'm happy with a lower return, but I really can't tolerate any risk. There are products on our platform on Equify where you're not exposed to any volatility risk of any crypto asset. So that's the lowest risk category. Then there are medium risk categories where we add a little bit of exposure to Bitcoin, a little bit of exposure to Ethereum and maybe other crypto assets. I'm just using Bitcoin and Ethereum just because they're the best known, but there's thousands of them. And we increase the upside, but at the same time, we're managing the downside of the pool. So we're not saying, well, if Bitcoin crashes too bad, you lost your life savings because that's not moderate risk. That's still very high risk. So we create these different types of products with different risk profiles, and we're 100% transparent about it. There's no unknown question mark, opaque fine print about, oh, you may lose all your money like in in brokerage accounts or, or things like that. We say, look, this is the lowest risk. This is a little higher. This is medium. This is a little higher. And then if you really want to have a little bit of high-risk appetite in your portfolio, obviously, I wouldn't recommend anyone going into products with all their life savings and hoping to have the best outcome because they do have some volatility built in just by design. And it allows those asset classes to have exposure to upwards volatility. And some people want that. You know, it's the same as buying very small cap stocks or angel investing. I mean, this risk profile is not crypto specific or unique to anything we're doing. We're just being transparent and clear about what the product is, what the composition is, and guiding our uh, stakeholders and users through the process in the best way we can. So they're educated, they understand, and it is something that they want to use. I must say, I'm gratified to hear, and you've used the word on several occasions, education and educating the, the customer. That's possibly the most important thing you could do. Absolutely. And it's not just the customers. We need to educate the ecosystem. There's a lot of confusion, even within the DeFi community, even within the crypto community about, you know, is regulation bad? Absolutely not. Sensible, meaningful guidance on what can be done is very powerful. It enables us, the entrepreneurs, the visionaries, the pioneers to do the things that we want to do and know that no one's going to come and you know, a last minute uh, say, oh, you can't do this, or, oh, now you're going to jail because this is illegal. I mean, not having a legal framework is much more dangerous and, and risky for the ecosystem than having one that's designed in a sensible way that encourages innovation, that encourages experimentation. That's why I think education is important 
all around, we need to educate our governments, our regulators. I mean, the, the only reason why we're able to have a DeFi platform, Equify, powered by a global licensed and regulated bank is because we've been working hand in hand, shoulder by shoulder uh, with our regulators. I mean, we're very closely working, seeking their guidance, providing our insights and expertise in the matters that come up. And with that kind of dialogue, they feel confident that whatever we're building is going to work within the framework that we operate in, the legal framework. And we're confident that if you know we need their help, they're not going to just say, no, you can't do this. We're going to have a conversation. And again, that comes through education. We need to have a global push for more educated decisions, more educated regulation, more educated users, period, because those regulators can also be users of our platform. I mean, that would be fantastic. Well, let's round up on this thought then. Where do you see DeFi, decentralized finance in five years? I think some form, some evolution of decentralized finance is probably going to be a part of every bank, every financial institution in five years. To what extent that's going to depend on regulatory frameworks and how welcoming they are, because you can't have adoption without encouraging the general public to try these things. My version of the future in five years is very close to... uh, you know, majority of the products being decentralized just because it's cost effective. With Equify, we're able to create lending products that cost so much to traditional banks and financial systems that they can't offer it for less than millions of dollars in value per contract, whereas we can do it for dollars and we can do it peer to peer. So I think that's going to be the future to what extent is going to depend on the appetite for adoption and regulation. Brad Yassar, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Equify, thank you very much.